Welcome to this week's message on Brit David Podcast. Today, Pastor Tim shares a message from Luke chapter 6, 12 through 19, entitled Making Good Decisions. Pastor Tim states, We face choices every day, and some of those choices are more life changing than others. Facing difficult decisions cannot be approached haphazardly. So let's take a look at how Jesus approached a critical decision in his own life and how we too might make right decisions. Here's Pastor Tim. Your Bible today, if you'll take it, turn with me to Luke chapter number six. You know, we have uh, decisions that face us every single day. Every day there's something that we have to make good decisions on, wise decisions on. Sometimes uh, those decisions obviously are more impactful than, than others. Some will have longer, lingering consequences, whereas some are, are relatively simple from time to time. But decisions are still decisions, and I want to make sure that I make some good ones. You know, this morning when you uh, got ready to come to church, you know, you had to decide what you were going to wear. You know, that's, that should be a relatively small decision. Sometimes we make it a little bit more than it ought to be, right? But at the same time, the coming to church part is a decision as well that you have to make. Now, we'll say this. Even in the midst of COVID, where, you know, COVID kind of changes everything to where, you know, I mean, if you wake up in the morning and you've got a call for a sneeze or a scratchy throat, you know, you, you got to stay home from everything. You're banned from everything in life if, you've, if you dare cough in public. So, you know, that kind of changes things. But the principle behind this is, is really where I want to get to. I think that church on Sunday morning is really at least, at very least, a Saturday night decision. You don't, you don't get up on Sunday morning and then really decide whether you want to come to church or not. You know, you decide beforehand you know where your Bible is. You've got your offering ready. If, uh, you know, if you like I was, we are talking about this morning, your mama's already laid out your clothes, you know? You know it's a bad day when mama picks brown. You know, it just, you know, it, you are ready because it's the day that you've already decided that, that you're going to be here. Those kinds of decisions that are based on conviction, even though they're hard, and even though they're critical, are typically easy decisions because you've already decided. Were you in Sunday school today? If you're in Sunday school today, then you study Daniel chapter number 1 in all likelihood. Daniel chapter 1 in verse number 8 says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not eat the king's delicacies. Long before that food was ever placed before him, Daniel already had decided based on his convictions what he would do and what he wouldn't do. It's those areas where the decision is critical, it is impactful, you cannot afford to make a bad decision. It's not really convictional, it's more circumstantial, but you still got to make a good one. That's what we're going to talk about today. And that's where we find Jesus. Jesus has a decision to make when we get to this passage in Luke chapter number six that is critical. He's going to pick out of all of those disciples, out of all of those people now that have begun to follow him and get around him, he's about to pick 12 men that are going to stay with him and who's going to carry on his work once this is all over with. This is a decision not to get wrong. And you look at the list that's there and you say, man, I wouldn't have picked them like that. 
You know, no way. God has a different purpose than we do, don't we? But the process that Jesus goes through in making that critical decision is really the same process that we go through. I want you to see this today, not just from Jesus' perspective, but from yours. It may very well be that you are right now in one of those seasons where you are deciding some of those critical things. Where am I going to live? Who am I going to marry? What, what am I going to do for a career? You know, what, where am I going to go to school? Where, where, you know, there are all kinds of those sorts of decisions that you just got to get right. So let me give them to you. Really, there are... I kind of want to say three stages that I give you in these verses today. So let me just go ahead and give them to you. Number one, stage number one is contemplation. It's contemplation. It's preparing for the decision. You know, prepare for it. You know, I mean, if it's just a decision like, you know, what am I going to wear to church today? Then really, for the most part, you can just kind of go in your closet and after you've said, I don't have anything to wear. You know, you're finally going to decide on something, hopefully. You know, you, you're, going to, you're going to pick something. And you can, do that, you can do that pretty much off the cuff. But if it's one of those critical decisions, you don't want to make that off the cuff. You don't want to make that haphazardly. You want to make sure that you invest some time and some energy into that particular decision. So you want to contemplate that. You want to prepare for that decision. And Jesus has done that and given us a good example today. Look, if you will, in verse number 12. It begins by saying, Now it came to pass in those days that Jesus went out to the mountain to pray. So Jesus' process of contemplation is threefold. Number one, he retreated. He retreated. You see him here going out to the mountain. In Matthew's gospel, in Mark's gospel, it uses the word that he withdrew. You know, it's not just simply the fact that he goes to the mountain. Really, the, the, the issue is, is that he's gotten away from everything else. He's gotten away from the crowds that's demanding on him. He's gotten away from, from all of those voices asking him for things. He's gotten away from his, we'd say, daily routine. He's gotten away from everything. He's withdrawn so that it's just him and the Father. If there is one thing that you need to do for sure when you're contemplating those early difficult decisions, you need to retreat. You need to withdraw. Get away from, from everything else and everybody else that's trying to tell you what to do and listen to the Lord. You need to know from Him. You want to spend time with Him. Listen, the very best thing that you can do in your Christian life, when it comes to serving the Lord, is not just the service itself. Like even for me, the best thing that I can do today is not this. The best thing that I can do today is to spend time with Jesus. Just me and Him. And you too. There are no shortcuts to maturity in the Christian life. If you really want to grow as a Christian, you need to learn how to retreat. You need to learn how to withdraw. And you spend time, just you and the Father, you alone. That leads me then to the second one. Not only did he retreat, but he requested. We saw it in that opening phrase that he withdrew or he went to the mountain to pray. 
Then look at what it says. It uses that word again. It says, and he continued all night in prayer to God. So Jesus is spending time praying. He's letting his request be made known unto God. And you know that verse from Philippians, right? Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving... Let your request be made known unto God. And what? And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So you're not worrying anymore about any of the other stuff that's going on around you. Instead, you've already withdrawn. You have retreated into your time with you and the Lord alone. And now you're pouring out your request to Him. You're not worried about it anymore. You're not anxious about that anymore. Instead, you're just lifting that to the Lord. You're pouring that out as an offering to Him. Say, God, this is my situation. This is my, this is my decision that needs to be made. And frankly, I don't know what to do. Give that to Him. Ask Him. We ask Him because He has more wisdom. We ask Him because He sees the end from the beginning. He knows exactly where this decision fits in the overall plan that He has for your life. Right? So I'm going to Him, God, you know what you want from me. So tell me. Which way do I go? You know, Isaiah said that he heard the voice of the Lord whispering from behind him. This is the way. Walk in it. That's what we're asking. God, I want to know. I want to know what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Do I turn to the right? Do I turn to the left? Do I go straight? Do I stop? What do you want me to do? Here's a question for you. Do you think he'll answer? I mean, if you, if you get alone, just you and the Lord, and you're asking him what to do in that whatever situation that you find yourself, do you really think he's going to answer you? I do. I do. We're going to talk about how he does that in just a little bit. So look at what Jesus is doing. As he's contemplating, preparing for this decision, he's retreated. He has requested of the Lord what he's asking for. And then number three, he remained. He remained. It says he continued all night in prayer to God. Man, that, 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 that bypasses some of us, doesn't it? I mean, we, 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 may, we may kind of retreat and we may pray and ask the Lord, okay, God, I got this big decision, I don't know what to do. And then we just kind of, it's almost like we say, okay, God, I'm going to make that decision now, you, you bless it. No, you might need to spend some time with him. Now, for sure, there may be times where you just simply go to the Lord and you say, God, I don't know what to do, what do I do? And suddenly, I mean, just like that, poof, he tells you, and you know. I mean, the doors have opened, you know exactly what you're supposed to do. What I find is that more often than not, I need to spend ample time with the Lord. You know why? Because first of all, i got to get myself out of the way. I have to get to a point to where I really, genuinely, listen, this is harder than it sounds. Genuinely get to a point to where I have no will of my own concerning that decision. If I can get to a point to where now I'm not, I, I don't have a favorite. I'm not pulling for the yeses, I ain't pulling for the noes. I just want to know. 
I'm free now to hear from the Lord. When I can get myself out of the way and I'm listening to Him, it takes me a little while. You know? I mean, you're probably better than I am, but it takes me a while to get to that point. So what do we see Jesus doing? He has remained all night. He has continued all night in prayer to the Lord. He's not just left it and said, okay, I'm just going to remain. I'm just going to kind of wait. No, he is actively in prayer to the Lord, talking and listening. All right? It's part of preparation. It's how you contemplate this decision. It's not just simply, you know, getting out a sheet of paper, drawing a line down the middle, put the pros on one side and the cons on one side, and let's make a good logical decision. Not asking you to make a logical decision. I'm asking you to make a supernatural decision. What does God want you to do? And you've got to spend time with Him. All right? So let's say that that's happened. You have gone through this whole process. You have prepared. You've contemplated. You've done this, you know, just kind of like Jesus has done it. So now what do you do? Stage two. I call it commitment. It just simply means make the decision. You know, maybe it's saying like we shouldn't have to say that one, but we do, don't we? Because we'll get stuck. We'll get stuck and bogged down in the preparation part. I mean, you know, we've prayed, we've heard from the Lord, and yet now we just kind of don't want to make the decision. Sometimes, isn't it funny how sometimes we get comfortable in not knowing? We get comfortable kind of being in limbo? It ought not be that way. When I know... When I know that I've heard from the Lord, it's time to move. It's time to act, right? The decision has to be made. And so you make it. Let me give you these three things that Jesus did and when it comes to making the decision. I kind of hinted at this already. Number one, he heard. He heard. He has spent all night in prayer to God. He's talking, he's listening. He's heard from the Lord, and he knows what he's heard from the Lord. That's the point that you're trying to get to. When it comes to preparation, that really is the point that you want to get to. I've spoken to the Lord. I want to hear from the Lord. Now, how do you, how do, you do that? This is how I do it. I, I think it all, it all comes to bear on God's Word. This is how he's spoken to us. Everything that you need for life and for godliness is in the pages of this great book. Everything. Everything that you need to know to make a good, wise, right decision, no matter how big or no matter how small, everything is in, this pa- in these pages. So that's where my search begins. It's where my listening begins. My listening doesn't begin with my ears. My listening begins with my eyes. I'm reading from God's Word. I'm allowing that then to go into my mind. I'm allowing that then to filter down in my heart. And what am I looking for? I'm looking really for about three things. Sometimes I'm looking for a command. I want to know. If God says, Tim, you must do this. (laughs) I don't have to pray anymore, do I? But I know if I find a command in the Scriptures... I know that's what I'm supposed to do. You have some friends maybe that, uh, that you want to share Christ with. 
You're just not really sure how to go about that. Maybe a friend at work. That can be that can be a little tenuous, can it, sometimes? To share Christ at work, talk about those kinds of things. Not really sure whether you ought to do that or not. Then you get to the Great Commission and you realize whether I'm at work or whether I'm at school or whether I'm at play or whether I'm at church or whether I'm at home or whether I'm in the neighborhood or no matter where I am, as you go, make disciples of all the nations and it's a command and I don't have to worry about that. Yes. Yes. So I'm looking for a command from the Scriptures. I'm also looking for an example in the Scriptures. Let me give you this one, because <laughs> I can relate to this one. Remember Jacob? Jacob, the Bible says that he wrestled with God. And he finally told God, he said, I will not let you go until you have rewarded me, or until I've heard from you. Listen, I've got a story about that. I was in Memphis and had a big time decision to make. I remember laying on the couch and just saying, Lord, <laughs> that's what Jacob did. That's what I'm going to do. I am not going to get up off this couch until I know what you want me to do. I don't know how long I was going to stay there. <laughs> but I'm going to stay there until I hear from the Lord. You know? That's what Jacob did. That's the example. You know how Jacob's example went though, right? God knocked his hip out of joint. <laughs> And he hobbled on it for the rest of his life. But you know what? I could go into that example, and I could say, you know what? That's what Jacob did. Do my circumstances, do they allow me to do that too? Can I say that to the Lord God? I want, I want to stay here until I hear from you. you know, God ended up sending Jacob back to his brother who he was scared to do. And he had to go anyway. And it was fine, wasn't it? Whatever God tells you to do, He's going to lead you all the way through, right? So I'm looking for a command, I'm looking for an example, or I'm looking for a principle. The Bible is filled with wonderful principles, like the things that you'll find in the book of Proverbs. Here's a, here's a great activity for you, all right? Talking about reading your Bible every day? Whatever day it is, read that chapter in Proverbs. Today's the 23rd. Read 23rd chapter of Proverbs today. Every month, you're gleaning from the principles out of God's Word. What does God say? Maybe He doesn't say it directly to me. You know, there's not going to be anything necessarily about the television or movies or technology that we're going to see exactly labeled out in the Scriptures. But you will find principles in all of those things. So I'm looking for them. I'm listening. Jesus heard from the Lord. I want to hear from Him. I hear from Him out of His Word. Now allow Him then to confirm that in my own heart. That's how you listen. Okay? Number two. Once Jesus heard, He hastened. He hastened. It's important. If you're going to make the decision... You know what God wants you to do. You know that you've heard from the Lord. Then make the decision. Let's hurry up and do it. Why is that important? Because the devil, like a little serpent, likes to worm his way right up real close to you and whisper in your ear, just like he did to Eve, and say, did God really say? You start wondering, did I, did I read that right? Did I, did I think about that right? 
God, did I hear you right? God, is this really the right thing to do? And boy, now you're second-guessing yourself. You're second-guessing God's Word. You're second-guessing God Himself. You're second-guessing everything. And suddenly you'll get to a point where you never make that decision. Instead, Jesus hastens to do that. Once he spent all night in prayer to God, once he has heard from him, verse number 13, when it was day, he called his disciples to him. And he's about to make the decision. He chose those 12 from among, those, uh, from among all those disciples. He made his choice. He hurried and did it. Do it. You know what you're supposed to do? Do it. Don't give sin. Don't give Satan. Don't give yourself an opportunity to talk yourself out of being obedient. That leads me to exactly to number three. He heeded. He not only heard, he not only hastened then to make the decision, but he heeded what God told him to do. It's one thing to hear from God. It's another thing to heed God. It's one thing to, to, to audibly try to listen. It's another thing to obey. And that's what we're talking about. Complete Utter, full obedience. When Jesus made his choice, he made it out of obedience to what he heard from the Father. After spending all night in prayer, when it was day, he called his disciples to him, and from them he chose twelve whom he also named apostles. He chose. The list of those men follow in these next three verses. You'll recognize them. Simon, whom he also named Peter. And Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who also became a traitor. And you look at that list, and wonder why, why in the world would Jesus pick those guys? I mean, they don't match. I mean, at least, you know, you got a handful of those guys that are fishermen. You know, and, 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 and some of them, they, they, at least they worked together and they kind of knew each other already. That seems to, that, I mean, that seems to be normal. But you've not picked anybody who really regularly goes to the synagogue. You, you chose out of those people, I mean, a zealot. Who, who, who wants to militarily overthrow Rome, and they think Messiah is coming along to do that. And at the same time, this person who is so committed to the nation of Israel, you take him and you put him right next to a tax collector who sold out his people and he steals from them. Why would you put those people together? Why would you choose a couple of brothers who are hotheads, the sons of thunder, to be in this group? The reality, we wouldn't have chose that, would we? Why did Jesus choose them? Because that's whom the Father chose. He spent all night in prayer to God, listening for, God, who do I pick? I mean, you got all these people now, all these disciples that are coming around that want to be a part of Jesus' bandwagon. Who do I choose? And the Father picks them. Even Judas Iscariot picks him. That's how Jesus makes his choice. Not out of personal ambition, but out of obedience to the Lord. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim shares a conclusion to the message from Luke chapter 6. 
12 through 19, making good decisions. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.